the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. And we see uh, practically every day the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office, the tagline of our show, based on the quote from Justice Louis Brandeis, that the most important political office is that of the private citizen. And ultimately, yeah, the politicians and the ruling class are corrupt and they're evil and most of them hate our country and people, I, I got all of that. They're trying to wreck the country. I got all of that. But ultimately, the fact that our country, our freedom and our republic are on the precipice is because not enough of us are fulfilling the obligations of that most important political office. Someone who is fulfilling those obligations and then some is uh, is uh, is back on the show. One of my one of my favorite co-hosts, of course, every week is one of my favorite co-hosts. Uh, this is Mark Ang, and he is an activist, and I, I think he does something for a, 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 a to make to make money. Um, but I see him everywhere doing everything. Um, Meeting all sorts of great people, too. I'm a little bit envious of that. But he's joined me on the show again this week, and welcome to the show, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Always a pleasure to be here. Well, last week I had Kenny White on, and we spent kind of the, almost like the, the last half of the show talking about racial issues and Black History Month and so on. And normally I would move on to something else, but there was a, there was news in the last week that I think it, 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 it was it was it got a lot of play, but I don't think it's gotten enough play. And that was there was a video that Scott Adams did, and he he writes the the uh, or the Dilbert comic strip. He's written a number of books. Um, he's been a con- he's, he's I wouldn't say he's a solid conservative like you and I are, but he's certainly a contrarian to a lot of the regime narratives. And if you didn't hear it, it's about it's a couple minutes long. Here's a segment of that video uh, that triggered um, a lot of consequences for Scott Adams. Let's listen to that. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters and and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said uh, no. It's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. All right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know, I have a very low black population. Because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density and this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference 
in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm I'm uh, going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life and I've been... The only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. Powerful. And, yeah. And as I don't know if Adams realized what, he, what the, the consequences when he said when he when he said that, but his uh, every or virtually every newspaper that used to carry his Dilbert comic strip canceled him within a few days of that video. I think he was asking for it, to be honest. I mean, I think, in, especially in the end, he was coming from a place of deep frustration where he's spent all his life trying to help the black community only to be slapped in the face. I mean, you can understand that frustration. And I think that is a growing sentiment, especially among poor whites around the country. I mean, that's been something, you know, that's actually since uh, since the beginning of this country has always been an issue. You have a class of elite whites, and you have poorer, more middle class or lower class white people that are the ones that are getting shafted by these policies, this narrative, this woke ideology that's basically pushing against uh, your middle class and working class, lower class, lower income uh, white people that feel like, okay, well, the minorities are getting all of these benefits and extra, uh, you know, benefits and affirmative action in whether it's economic opportunities or in schools or in certain industries where, you know, quotas are trying to be uh, uh, hoisted upon uh, employers. I mean, it's it's I can understand where Scott Adams is coming from. I, I don't you know, I think. Um, obviously, the wording was a little, uh, you know, it was strong, but I think uh, the the underlying point is more important than a few people's feathers getting ruffled. Let's stop. I mean, when you see that poll from Rasmussen, about half of the of the black community thinks it's not OK to be white. There's a fundamental ridiculousness to having that sentiment that it's not okay so they're angry that that people you know that their whole you know if you boil it down i've had many discussions with a lot of black colleagues especially i went to columbia university which was you know very woke very liberal and i've talked to some of and actually not some of them i can't even be friends with anymore because i will say a statement so benign or just ask a question and then suddenly they're saying you're attacking my personhood. You're attacking who I am. Well, guess what? Rasmussen just did a poll and basically showed that forty-seven percent of black people are attacking the personhood of white people. So I'm sorry if you want that to stop. You better give respect, or you can't just demand respect. So that's where I'm at on things. And you know, from an Asian perspective, they're going to our neighborhoods. They're uh, robbing us. They are attacking us. All that Asian hate really is coming from black on Asian crime, which is 5,000 times more prevalent than the other way around. Asian on black crime, which is basically non-existent. So this is the type of thing that, you know, I am sick. And, you know, what's what really bothers me is the fact that these media outlets, these newspapers are canceling him for having this very passionate point of view, which you can hear even on his voice, the hurt because he has gone out of his way to help that community only to be slapped in the face. So that's where I stand on that. And Scott Adams video and that reaction and in part your reaction um, is a natural and intended result of Policies that are intent that are intended to divide Americans on racial lines. The yes. communists and Marxists figured out that the traditional Marxist class divisions weren't going to work, so they are pushing on racial divisions. And you look at, uh, for example, a graph of the mentions of of racist and racism in the mainstream media. 
eh, pretty constant um, all through 70s, 80s, 90s, up to about 2010. And then it skyrocketed after that. You and honestly, at- what Scott, Scott Adams is proposing is not even that radical. It's been happening in practice. He's just verbalizing what is already happening when people are fed up, not because their neighbors are certain pigmentation, but because of the problems that come with it that even, you know, Don Lemon, uh, uh, you know, admitted to. And a lot of liberal minorities will refuse to live in, you know, quote unquote, the ghetto because of the problems that come with it. Crime, um, assault. You know, um, all of these things that, you know, pollution, dirt, dirt, you know, it's just that a lot of people are the white flight has been going on for generations. So I'm sorry. Freedom means that you can choose where you live and where where you want to be. And all he's proposing is to stop placating and to just move away and be and wash your hands off the problem. I don't see anything wrong with that. He has every right to do that. Well, yeah, people have a right to, to try to, to live wherever, at least wherever they can afford. I, you know, I sure I, I'd love to have a uh, a beachfront house in in Martha's Vineyard like Obama does, but I, I, I you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't afford to live in Obama's neighborhood. But <laughs> America was founded on the on the principle of. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Mm-hmm. And Bible and Christianity is the same thing. That, that Jesus came and died for not for white people, not for any, for, but for all people. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what you, and then you go all the way, all the way up to the expression of kind of the same idea by Martin Luther King that we want that his dream is that his children will be judged on the strength of their character and not on the and not on the color of their skin. So, but now what you have, and you see it in so many different ways. You see it in the CRT agendas in the in the government run schools and in the so called universities. You see it in corporate uh, diversity training, where it is it's not just that okay, everybody should be treated fairly and equally, and that we shouldn't. And we should not judge and treat people based on the color of their skin. That's what racism is, judging and treating people based on the color of their skin. But now it's become, yes, you should. And white people are inherently bad and should be and should be punished for their crimes and the crimes of their ancestors. And you see, and we've talked stuff. about this, Greg, who's what's white, you know, white is uh, such a loaded term, right? I mean, I'm sorry, but um, I I was called, you know, when I was working in the L.A. Unified School District, all the, the black kids called me white. And I'm like, I'm not white. So the definition of white is ever changing as well. You know, at one point, Italians were not considered white. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They are now. Right. So, you know, it's a continuum, a spectrum. Like, who decides that? Right. <laughs> Human beings are are inherently tribal. They yeah. think of their group, and it's us versus them. And that uh, you know, in from our ancestors, that's probably that, that was probably an important sur- survival skill. Is that is that by being loyal to your group and hostile to the other group, you you could survive. As because the other group was just, the other group was just was just was the same way in reverse, but the concept. And I'm actually going to give Bill Clinton see where we are on time before I go on to do this next point. We'll come back to this, but I think this is just a huge, huge issue. Uh, after this word from Ed Hoffman of United American Mortgage, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, 
I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. Pleased to have with me this week Mark Eng, an activist extraordinaire, uh, now lives up uh, in in the high desert area, uh, where he's t- still trying to dig out from the snow while he's sipping his latte this morning. Uh, we, heard a, we heard a video. We we're talking about the Scott Adams and talking about race and the consequences of that. We have another video of some black people talking about white people. Let's take a listen. What are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity, pretending, fear, being fearful of nothing, being ignorant, blame, letting their egos control their every move. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression, gaslighting, lack of empathy, intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma would say, them white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. Wow. No. White DNA coming from the black female? Uh, that's, that, that's a first. <laughs> well, actually, actually that, was, that was the one bit of good news in all of that, because if she's right, then we're really black and we get reparations too. I hope so. Uh, yes. Uh, now, in fact, I, in fact, I, I may move to San Francisco, where I mean, California is talking about doing a paltry six hundred thousand dollars per black person in reparations. But uh, that's that's Newsom's reparations commission. But in San Francisco, there's a proposal before the board of supervisors to make it five million. Wow. Yeah. I left. I I I, I left my black heart in San, in San Francisco. You know what's funny? When I listened to that, it kind of made me think that's a whole lot of projection. That's, in fact, what a lot of Black people are doing, to be honest. They're going around and stealing and, you know, um, destroying. Um, uh, God, we saw that with the BLM um, and Antifa riots and, you know, after the George Floyd thing. It's it, it's a whole lot of projection, and it's so negative. How can you... Uh, would you like it if that that was turned around and that was said about black people like I just did? Because, um, you know, I uh, sat, uh, uh, sadly on my end, I, I can back that up with statistics and facts. They mm-hmm. are just throwing random accusations out as if it were the truth. And, you know, one thing I thought about was that universities and our indoctrination camps are really perpetuating all this. They think it's cute to call that, oh, it's poetic to say these things and say things that are not factual, but are, you know, said in, you know, using big words here, gaslighting, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this is just so people are parroting this because they hear it from the schools and the media, but they're not really looking to see if there's an inherent truth in what they are espousing and parroting. And that's the part that really drives me crazy. It's intellectual dishonesty. Yes, and I, but I do want. I want to come back to the, I was the point I was trying to. I was driving towards when we broke for the commercial break, is that you know, human beings are inherently tribal and think in terms of us versus them. Fair enough. Okay. okay. And I will give. And th- this this next idea is actually from Bill Clinton. So anybody can come up. Almost anybody can come up with a good idea. 
or a good observation is that the concepts of us and them are flexible. So that can be, you can expand the, the, who you think of as us and you can, and that may contract. So what we have here and in the government run schools, in corporate, in corporate HR training, diversity training in the universities, in the media mm-hmm. is a profoundly expressly anti-white bias and that white people are just inherently bad. And you heard some of the results. So the results of that policy. So what Scott Adams reaction to this and the video we just did, the clip we just heard from a group of black people are inevitable and they are intended results of trying to divide Americans on racial lines. Now, here we are. This is what Kenny White said last week. Okay, here we are in the same country. What are we going to do about it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's not it's not like white people or black people are going anyplace anytime soon. So the only way to deal with this is to go back to the principles we talked about of the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. Martin Luther King, that um, judge people on the content of their character and not on the color of their skin. It's, this country doesn't work any other way. And the people that are pushing this racist, racialized agenda know that. And their intention, as they are, as with almost everything else the Democrat Party and its minions are doing, is to wreck the country. Because if you look at what they're doing mm-hmm. through that lens, and only when you look through that lens, everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's going to get worse. Problem. It's going to get worse. And, and, and there'll be increasing racial hostility. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and, the country, and, the, and the country does not survive. As a free country, you can't survive on that basis. That's Rwanda. That's, the, the end of that result is South Africa or Rwanda. That's where it's headed. I mean, sadly, that's uh, a whole generation is growing up to think along those lines versus looking at people for who they are. Th- thankfully, I grew up in a time where we were supposed to be colorblind. We were supposed to judge people by their actions, their, you know, what's the content of their character, as Martin Luther King said. So uh, I can't untrain myself to think that way, but it's so sad that young people are being trained to think that way. And you have uh, role, supposed role models because the people that spoke in that little clip sound like they may, they're maybe in their early 20s to early 30s. You know, the people that are supposed to mentor the younger generation after that. And with that poisonous, toxic ideology, imagine the kids are growing up to think that thinking that or saying those things are normal. That's frightening. Yes. Uh, another, another another poll. Uh, in 2013, just before the uh, the start of the second term of the racial arsonist in chief Barack Hussein Obama, 72 percent of uh, of whites thought that re- uh, race, race relations were very good or somewhat good, and 66 percent of blacks thought the same. By 2021, whites 43 percent, blacks 33 percent, and again, that's not an accident. It's intentional, despite the fact that compared to compared to 1960 and now all of the Democrat imposed legally mandated racist segregationist policies and laws have been repealed and reversed. Black people have succeeded in practically every walk of American life. And yet the perception of it through the media is that things are much worse. I just think the media is uh, is worse than ever and, and keeps and we need to boycott media and support conservative media, independent media. Absolutely. Uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own, 
or refinancing a piece of property you already own. Or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about. And whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. coalition of conservative and patriot groups. I don't talk about our Tea Party, tea party principles very often, but let's take a, an opportunity here to enunciate these radical extreme ideas of personal freedom protected by constitutionally limited government. Free enterprise with opportunity for all and favoritism for none. Fiscal responsibility where government lives within our means. And putting America and Americans first in one nation under God. If that doesn't say white supremacy and domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. I'm pleased to have a great activist and someone who exemplifies the model of this show. The, the, the most important political office is that of the private citizen, Mark Ang. We had a, we think, I think we had a good discussion about the Scott Adams video on race and the consequences and the efforts to divide America along racial lines. And before we move on to my next intended topic, I would just, I wanted to quote, and I'm going to quote it now, Thomas Sowell. And he says that politically, there are few ideas more important, more potent than the notion that all of your problems are caused by other people and their unfairness to you. And that, that Thomas Sowell was brilliant. And there was another brilliant and incisive observation and explains, I think, a lot of what's going on with the uh, racial politics of the United States of America right now. Another big news here I want to, I want to talk about is that the, the story broke that the Department of Energy has now concluded, surprise, surprise, that the COVID virus probably came from the Chinese bioweapons lab in Wuhan, where part of the work they do is to manipulate and modify viruses. And for a lot of us who have uh, studied the news on COVID, that's, that's no surprise. But what's significant is Back in 2020, anyone who said that was condemned, was ostracized, was censored, that you were not allowed to discuss that. You're not allowed to to express that idea. You're not even allowed to ask the question. And of course, part of what they did, part of the way to silence people, it was, you're a racist against Chinese people if you dare to suggest that the, uh, Chinese bioweapons lab might have been the source of the, uh, the, of the, of the virus. So you have this, and Tucker talked about this this past week, is for three years, a wall of lies. Now, they, they lied about all sorts of other things about COVID as well, but year after year, they continued to lie about this. And all of a sudden, now that the, the, the truth eventually comes out. But their desire to censor people has not abated one iota, even though it turns out the people who were censored were right. And the people oh, who yeah. were censoring and, were wrong. And this this happened with masks. This happened with herd immunity. So all of these things that you know conservatives were saying 
uh, back in 2020, right when the novel virus was just making its debut, suddenly now, uh, you know, common sense that informs some of these quote unquote radical thoughts or radical theories have now proven to be true. <laughs> so, you know, I think a lot of it too is just a knee jerk reaction to anything conservative because the conservatives if you want to talk about persecution <laughs> conservatives and the conservative ideology is actually the most attacked and most um vilified especially when we're talking about our mainstream media networks i'm talking about abc cbs nbc all those that were supposed to you know back in the day used to do their job to hold government at bay and hold them accountable and question authority are now lapdogs. Um, and I think a lot of this started in the Clinton administration when they rounded up, uh, you know, and recruited people to get into these key positions of power so they could basically be a mafia. And here we are years later, the Democratic Party modeled after that Clinton machine is basically this evil force that, you know, you can just feel it. I think anyone with any sort of discernment can see the negativity of the stuff that they bring forth. There is no inspiration. And, you know, when you quoted Thomas Sowell just now, I really like that. First of all, for the uh, listeners that don't know, Thomas Sowell is black. And he was speaking really to an ideology that's pervasive in the black community, but also now seeping through to white people, to uh, Asians, even to Hispanic community, all all areas. Now, this very negative thinking of other people are to blame for my problems, and I will take zero responsibility for having any part to do with my misery. That is such a depressing way to live. If you feel that other people are in control and you have no ability to give yourself some happiness or to improve yourself or to do things that are positive. Wow, you might as well just slit your wrists, which is why suicide rates are rising. This ideology is so negative and so toxic, like I said. Or this, but but it's po- but, but if you're the ruler and you want to rule over people, yes, and the old philosophy of divide and conquer, um, you know, then absolutely the idea, of, the idea, and the idea of blaming a particular group. For the for, for the problems of the country, uh, that's that that's that's a that's a, a tactic of rulers that has been used for a long long time and is continuing to be used. But I want to come back to this this freedom of speech. Is that how do you test this? Is well, where do where you have a new disease, for example, new disease? Okay, what do we do about this? Well, you want to encourage debate. You want to encourage speech. Well, I think this. Here's why. Here's what we should do because of this. It came from the lab. No, it didn't come from the lab because of this. And that's how that's how science progresses is the, you debate it. You debate your evidence. You compare the evidence. And ultimately, you may, you may reach a, a, a conclusion. But censorship is incompatible with, with the advancement of science. It's also incompatible with a free society, which kind of is other news this week is that Chuck Schumer ordered Fox News to censor its hosts, its programs in their discussion of the 2020 election. (laughs) Okay, I mean, at this point, he can't go. He can't send the FBI over to arrest the people at Fox News yet. Not yet. But the idea that a government official would order a private media organization, here's, you know, censor this. You're not allowed to say this. You're not allowed to talk about that. It's, it's, it's a scary thought because that's, that's, where, that's where they want to go. And we've seen also in, more, in recent news is this has come out is how the government has colluded with the big damn tech companies to censor Americans on all sorts of things, including COVID, including racial issues, including global warming, and all sorts of things. And if not outright banning people, and uh, then they shadow ban them. So, yeah, you think you're making a post, but just no one sees it. Yeah. You know, a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, the Democrats are, are 
the ones keeping the election talk alive more than the people they're trying to censor. They keep talking about it. They keep trying to have these draconian measures to try to suppress any conversation about it. I think it's going to backfire on them because people are going to be like, well, why are you protesting so hard against, uh, you know, if you really believe that it was an honest election, why not just let the conspiracy theorists babble on and just don't say anything. But the fact that they're trying so hard to suppress it tells me they're guilty. And then also on top of that, you know, the sad part is we have a generation that thinks the censoring of things is normal. So you have kids that are growing up going, oh, okay, well, it's just community standards on Facebook. So I don't need to, uh, you know, I, I don't need to question any further why my content's getting banned. So, you know, sadly, it's just pervasive now. And we ha- we're in this world that's basically modeled after communist China right now. No dissent. Don't talk bad about the government. You can't question things. And that is, uh, that is frightening because America was the last beacon of hope. And especially for a lot of immigrants, like in my uh, family, you know, we came here and, you know, admired the American way of, of doing things because of freedom. And I know and, you know, sadly, uh, this generation is um, um, unaware of that, is complacent and way too comfortable. And I think um, the only time they will wake up is when there's going to be a serious threat inside our borders 9-11 was the last time that happened and we're already a generation past that and that's what's scary people don't understand that and we're about what uh 50 60 years past a true national draft so no one really understands what it means to be defending against freedom and nefarious forces around the world because everything's just peach keen, right? So I think that's the bigger issue here. And it's, um, it's frightening. But uh, like Scott Adams was saying, it's just that's just the way it is. No matter how much you try to push, that is just where people's heads are at. And you can't change that faulty line of thinking. Yes. Now, uh, speaking, um, speaking of a high cost, Scott Adams had a lot, had his comic strip canceled. I don't know about his books. I suspect that publishers will not publish his books, particularly any any new books. So there's there's a real cost to speaking out against regime narratives. I think he was okay with it. That's why he said what he did. I think he got so frustrated. He, he may be, but 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 if you're if 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 you were working for a large company and you said anything of of, of what Scott Adams said you would be fired. And maybe even if you said that outside of work, not even never mind at work, but if you if you made a post along the same lines as Scott Adams did, a lot of companies, you'd be fired. And if you don't, if you're responsible, yeah, I got a mortgage and I got a, I got kids who like to eat on a regular basis and uh, like to have new clothes and they want, and they, you know, they, we want a car, we want gasoline and we want the lights to be on all those kind of things, you know, then you're going to, you may think you may think uh, once, twice, and thrice about speaking up and and speaking your mind, and uh, that's and that's in part what the intent is to work around the First Amendment because you can't throw people in jail for wrong things. That's yet. coming. Though. That's coming. But again, and you go back to uh, it's uh, it's what Benjamin Franklin said is that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing freeness of speech. And that is what they're trying to do by intimidation, by threats, by economic pressure, by social pressure. You just, you know, you're you're just ostracized if you say anything contrary to uh, regime narratives. And that is the way that we're working around the First Amendment. Let's again take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups. Pleased to be joined this week by Mark Ang, who is a great uh, political activist and exemplifies the uh, motto of the show that the most important political office is that of the private citizen. Talking about a number of things, and I think it's maybe a common theme, which one thing is truth-telling and lies. And I think the, go- the greatest source of lies is probably and misinformation is the government. There was an extraordinary exchange in the last week between Senator Kennedy from Louisiana and some uh, climate change activists. Um, and let's, let's hear part of that. Dr. Litterman, how much will it cost to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050? I don't know, sir. So you're advocating we do these things, but you don't know the ultimate cost? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I certainly don't know the ultimate cost, and it's very uncertain. It depends on innovations. It depends on... I, I understand. I'm just trying to lay a foundation here to understand your expert testimony. Dr. Holtzikin, do you know how much it will cost to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050? Depends how you do it. If we do it all in the federal budget with directed things, it'll be Public super expensive. Public and private expensive. dollars. Sorry? Public and private dollars. It's, all, it's ultimately private dollars anyway. Yeah, I agree. So I, how much? You're going to look at $50 trillion. $50 trillion. Yeah. Okay, thank you. If we make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, by spending $50 trillion, which you're advocating, I gather. No. Okay. Then strike that last part. I'm wrong. You're not advocating. You're advocating something. Um, if you're going to do something, do if, something smart. That's what I advocated. Okay. If we spend $50 trillion to make the United States of America carbon neutral by 2050, how much will that lower world temperatures? I can't miss that because we don't know what China and India and the rest of the globe has done. Okay. Have you had heard anybody from the Biden administration say how much it will lower world temperatures? No. Does anybody know how much it will lower world temperatures? No? No one can know for sure. Okay. Dr. Litterman. Yes. If we spend $50 trillion or however much it takes, to make the United States carbon neutral by 2050, how much will it lower world temperatures? Senator, that depends on the rest of the world. We have to work with the rest of the world. We're in this together. Well, it's what one if, world. What we if, can't what build if, a wall around the United what if, States and say... What if, what if we spend $50 trillion, Europe cooperates, most Western democracies cooperate, but India and China don't. How much will our $50 trillion lower world temperature? We're in this together, Senator. We how have to get will, the world to you, work together. How much? I, understand, I get that. Okay. How much will it lower world temperatures? If China and India do not help. Yes. I don't know. Aside from the absurdity of $50 trillion for, I have no idea how much benefit it would get. Um, I don't... There's so much to dissect there. I mean, goodness gracious, this really oh, is the the Democrat mentality of you know blank checks with no accountability. Yes, but 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 the, the issue, the the underlying issue that I want to get to because it relates back to our entire discussion about Scott Adams and race and 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 so on is for thirty years at least they've been telling the lie 
that human-caused climate change is a dire or existential threat, despite all evidence to the contrary, that it's warming, any warming that's going on and is, is, not, is not dangerous, it's not unprecedented. Um, the human contribution to that, if any, is uncertain and so on. Okay, but they keep telling the lie, and our side does not negate it. In race, they're telling the lie over and over again that America is a systemically racist country. It always has been. It still is. So, of course, the only solution to that systemic racism is to destroy and replace the entire system. <laughs> yeah. Or that the 2020 election was the most uh, was the most trans was the most secure election in American history. Or that, uh, or that Vladimir Putin is is the second coming of Adolf Hitler, or that um, COVID start, you know, the, or all the COVID lies, the masks work, that uh, lockdowns work, the vax is safe and effective. Everywhere you look, emanating from the government and the government's cronies is this massive wall of lies. And one thing, and probably one of the most important things that we can do as private citizens, fulfilling our obligations in, in that office, is to not only not accept the lies, to, to do our own research, but to push back and stand up and say, no, America is not a systemically racist country. You look at how various all sorts of various racial and ethnic groups have succeeded, and some and many of them do even better than white people in America. And the black people have succeeded in every walk of American life, mm-hmm. but 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 you, you push back on that. You push back well, yeah, on the, the global warming. You push back on the COVID. You you, you don't accept their lies. The Alexander Soldier considers it. objectivity to be racist and objectivity to be white to be all these things. So it's really a war against objectivity, right? It's a war against our lying eyes. So it's very hard to wake up people who have been brainwashed. You have to kind of slowly tell them, like you said, um, and they have to hear it from lots of different people that America is not racist. All of these things that, you know, are are objective and fact versus the ridiculousness they're trying to push. And, you know, I really like that exchange with Kennedy and this uh, climate change uh, peddler. Because the climate change peddler doesn't even know um, any facts to back things up, except we're in this together. You see, it's it's they sound like zombies. You know, we're in this together. We're in this together. Yeah, and and Kennedy even acknowledges. I I get that, but there is a price tag, and you're asking us to write blank checks for an ideology, which to me is basically everything they say about uh, attack uh, uh, against. Uh, Christian fundamentalism or, or whatever they, they want to paint Christians as um, is the same thing. They're a cult. What I heard was like a zombie cult follower that was basically couldn't come up with anything else except we're in this together. I mean, really, it is just so absurd. And Kennedy, I, I mean, Kennedy as a gentleman, I'll tell you that because I, I would have had other choice words for that for that guy trying to rip us all off, especially. And I love what Kennedy said about ultimately it's all private dollars. Mm -hmm. Remember that, please. Those who work for us that we elect, they are not to be deified. They're not to be worshipped as if they're above us, the way they worship Nancy Pelosi as she was leaving. You know, uh, that's disgusting. These people work for us. Get over it, people. Understand your own power. But it's hard to tell zombies that have been brainwashed that you have the power as we the people. Yes, but it is important that if if they're telling the lies and no one's pushing back on them and they keep telling the lies, um, the Vladimir Lenin, the Democrat Party thought leader, said that a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. So and that's especially so when no one when no one is pointing out the lies. Um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, famous Soviet dissident. Kind of, he talked about life in the Soviet Union, but it, it kind of su- summarizes life here in the um, increasingly Soviet socialist states of America. He said that uh, we know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they know they are lying. 
We know, they know, we know they are lying. But they're still lying. And, they, I, and, I, think they, and I think they don't, and I think they really don't even care very much whether we believe them or not. Just as long as we're, as long as we're censored or silenced. Right. Final thoughts. Um, great discussion. I know we have just a few seconds left. Uh, I want to do a shameless plug. My book is out, Minority Retort. It's on Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you know, I talk about a lot of the racial issues we discussed today uh, from an Asian perspective. So check it out. And thanks for having me, Greg. Well, thank you for being on. And thank you for your great work as, as a political activist and private citizen. And tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, or read my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to Escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman and MLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation and MLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.